0: Chicago, where the fire serve cold, but the wolves and the hawks never shiver in the snow. The Bulls keep it running, the Sox run the south, the Cubs run the north, but the Bears run the house. You Chicago sports fans got their ears to the street. Any team make a move and they never skip a beat. And in this house, this is where we be. Welcome to the show with E-Rock and Big Z.
1: Welcome, 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 welcome to Chicago. Coming from the true Chicago sports fan cave, this is the TCSF podcast with your host, E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah. Episode fries is brought to you by 606 Media, true Chicago sports fans, ACSI, and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to go to gritclothingco.com and get your official, official TCSF podcast t-shirt Search for the keyword Chicago" and use our promo code CHUFAN15 for 15% off your entire order. That is CHUFAN15 for 15% off your order. Get your official TCSF shirts now. Go get them. As always, I'm Big Z, and you're not. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm here with my boy, E-Rock. What up, E?
2: What's good, Z? What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome in. If you're a first-timer or a long-timer, please remember to hit that subscribe button, that notify button, and go ahead and give us a review. Five stars, please, on your listening app of choice. And don't forget, you can support the show with a monthly subscription check out anchor.fm slash true Chicago sports fans slash support a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars whatever you want. If you like this show yo, y'all gotta put in yeah, let's yeah. go. That's right. Help us out. Z, let me tell you a little bit about our friends over at ACSI. With over 50 expert technicians in the Chicagoland area, ACSI offers a one stop shop for telecom wiring, whether residential cable installation, fiber to the home, or commercial structured cable wiring. See, let me tell you the most impressive thing about ACSI. During these hard times, the ACSI crew did their thing during the COVID-19 pandemic and ACSI was awarded Hacia's 2020 Contractor of the Year. The best part is that ACSI is growing bigger and better than ever. ACSI is now hiring for field sales, technicians, and project managers. Check out acsi.tech. That's acsi.tech and click on careers to apply today.
1: Go get yourself a job.
2: Go get a job. What y'all doing? That's right. This week for your listening pleasure, we are going to bring back our very first interview ever, ever, ever. From episode one, we're going to play our original interview with Nicole Wozniak. And next week, we're going to follow up with him regarding uh, what he's been to uh, what he's been up to for the last year. And we talk about his impact on our show. And uh, it got a little emotional there
1: at some point. Eh, maybe I mean, if it makes the cutting floor, I don't know. I don't know <laughs> if we can let that out the cat, you know, Z, the cat out of the bag.
2: See what's going on, man. Uh, your your birthday was
1: a couple days ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, tell, Jack,
2: tell us how your week went, man. My
1: boy Gigantor and the uh, and Alex and the uh, and Chewy, and then uh, we got some you know regulars at the bar that you know showed us some love. The crew, the crew. too. Yeah, they they, they you know and they took me out. I'm not gonna say where they took me out because. <laughs> You know but um, I had a lot of love, a lot of Facebook love, a lot of Instagram love, a lot of Snapchat love. Uh, you take care of me, uh, mm-hmm. dude. It's, it's 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 phenomenal. I mean, turn 40, it's I mean, you were there yeah. a couple of months yeah. ago, yeah. So, uh, uh I, I feel great. I actually, you know, woke up the next morning, you no know, hungover. There you go, yeah, because I took care of myself. I mean, I paced myself. Go. I'm you know, I'm not a rookie, <laughs> and uh, I played a softball game first time in two years since my hips uh, uh been redone, and um, I hit I two triples, and uh, called it a day there i went home go. and rested the rest <laughs> of the day
2: <laughs> I mean, that that's what's up man it, it's uh, you know it, being the age that we are we're the young old men right yes we're we're, we're at the age where old, old people are like you're a baby and right we're like you're old and yeah. i'm like sometimes i feel like a nut. sometimes, sometimes i, I don't. don't you know what i mean <laughs> so it just depends on, on how my body feels and what mood i'm in but I, 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 i'll tell you what my wife's birthday was yesterday as well. On the That's 15th. right. And uh, to make sure that she's listening. Yeah. Uh,
1: Give her a shout out. Giving you a shout
2: out at the beginning of the show because uh, make sure we, we say it at the beginning and the end. But uh, I just want to say it, it was a great, great time. Um, unfortunately, we weren't able to go out and, and have dinner like we were supposed to. Mm. But we made the most of it uh, once the baby finally went to sleep because she's a handful. This, this is like Tasmanian devil in my house.
1: Uh huh. So, so you gave her some Jack?
2: A, uh, a little bit of, you know, mm, cocktail. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we had a great time, and 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 I I just wanted to make sure that I could make the most of it for her. Yeah, she's been stuck inside like a lot of people. Yeah, well, and, she works from home, right? Yeah, you know, and and trying to to raise up the babies and also work at the same time, it's a difficult thing. And the pandemic is kind of what brought us all full circle with this thing, anyway. Yeah.
1: It's all full circuit This that's, whole episode is full circle that's, that's the name right, of the episode man. Full circle
2: But check it out man I had a great idea over the weekend Another 18, one? And Another I, one? Uh,
1: you know I, I, I like to I mean story. they're not all great They're
2: but, not um, all great but, uh, but every once in a while We got a hit And I came up with something really cool Alright And this is uh, The very first time We're gonna debut a segment This is gonna be called The Big Three With Big Z
1: I like the way this sounds man I yeah, like. really like yeah. this <laughs> and, and I
2: learned how to rhyme Listening on my hippity hop over the years But check it out This is gonna be Three national stories that we think deserve the
1: spotlight. All right, let's start off right. The CDC says that fully vaccinated people can stop wearing masks. Whoa! Will you stop wearing a mask in public? Uh, no.
2: This is this is what it said. It says fully vaccinated people no longer need to wear masks inside or outside.
1: I think unless for, you're in a public place, public transportation, in a public venue. That's the uh, outside. A, a public place Jesus. Is, is not
2: necessarily outside. It's just a place I think they're talking about like places that are open but not open to the public. You know what I mean? So like or I mean open to the public. So I'm like stores and like yeah. but outdoors and in, in in um in um like, restaurants and stuff like that, you still got to wear it. But, like, in the park, you know, I, 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 I've i been coaching softball. Outside, yeah. we haven't been wearing them really anyway, so.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, I get it. Um, But I would say this is a little premature. I would say wait till more than two-thirds of the country is vaccinated <laughs> well, before we start lifting restrictions. But, you know, Texas and Florida are just doing their own thing at this point it's up to the individual because
2: I'm, I'm vaccinated I got both my shots my wife does a lot of people I work with do in my industry we do trade shows right. things like that so it is important um, because we just want to make sure that it's done so we don't have to worry about it later down the line someone saying hey you can't do it because you didn't get your shots I mean there, I think there's a lot of people like yourself mm-hmm. that might be waiting until hey I have time coming off I'm going to do it I right. wasn't in a rush but at this point, it's readily available. It's up to you as an individual to go ahead and get that taken care of. Yeah. I think a lot of people are skeptical, so they're watching. They're like, hey, you be the guinea pig. Well, I'm fine. I'm fine. So now <laughs> now you can go. You know what I mean? So Thank you, I sir. Thank you. that's what it comes down to.
1: Yeah, I literally drove down on the way here to pass the United Center, and it was like emptiness. Right. So get your shot, get your shot. I'm getting well, my soon. And, it,
2: and it's weird because it felt like like when it was first announced, people were geeked about it, and you say these lines and lines and lines, and I can't get my – okay, well, what, where did all them people go? You can't tell me that they're all
1: done. No, no, so what, no. What's going on? I have no idea. All right, story number two. Kyrie Irving, your boy, your mm. boy, Kyrie Irving. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's boy. your boy. Uh, says that basketball isn't important to him. So here's the thing is that, uh, you know, Kyrie joined
2: the nets we 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 had to wait a whole year to see what we're going to do playing with durant but they're playing out of their mind right now uh and the nets are getting ready to begin their uh postseason pursuit of a title But Kyrie Irving said he's currently focused on other issues aside from basketball. Um, He was talking after they beat the Bulls the other day, 105 to 91. Uh, He declined to answer game related questions and he made multiple references to the ongoing violence between Israel and Palestine. And this is what he had to say. I'm not going to lie to you guys. A lot of stuff is going on in this world and basketball is just not the most important thing to me right now there's a lot of things going on overseas. All our people are still in bondage across the world, and there's a lot of dehumanization going on. So I apologize if I'm not going to be focused on y'all's questions. It's too much going on in the world for me just to be talking about basketball. I focus on this most of the time, 24-7, but it's just too much going on in this world not to address. It's just sad to see this mess going on. It's not just in Palestine, not just in Israel. It's all over the world, and I feel it. I'm very compassionate to it, to all races, all cultures, and to see it, to see a lot of people being discriminated against based on religion, color of their skin, what they believe
1: in. It's just sad. It really is sad. I mean, just if you just just don't don't microscope this thing. Just take an outside view. Mm-hmm. Look, look, go outside in space and look at it as a planet. Those lines that find this and that yeah. are imaginary yeah yeah so guess what Borders we're all human are... right there's humans there's animals they're insects learn how to live with each other right as simple as that and and as much as we kind of you know
2: take our jabs at Kyrie for some of the weird stuff he's saying about being a flat earther and just kind of like off the mm-hmm. mark i respect the fact that He's bringing attention to saying there's
1: bigger things in the world besides basketball.
2: Correct. And not just himself, but I mean, you know how easy it is for him to sit back on a team full of superstars and just coast, Yeah, you know, and the thing is, is that you look at, he is a star. He's an all-star. He's very well known. He's famous. Um, but he's not the biggest star in the NBA, so he has the actual luxury to talk about these things. Michael Jordan, LeBron James could never come out on this because you have to be as neutral as possible when when you've achieved
1: that level of fame. You you, kind of isolate yourself.
2: Right, and you have that many people looking up to you as a role model, so that's where that comes into play.
1: That's right. All right, story number three, MLB Prospect with one eye, hits a home run a year after a suicide attempt. Wow. The Giants minor leaguer Drew Robinson hits his first home run for the San Francisco Giants AAA affiliate Sacramento Rivercats. Wow. So, so wow. yeah,
2: I mean, the 29-year-old 20, outfielder, he lost his right eye in a suicide attempt last year. He hit his first home run of the season last week. Um, you know, as two people who both, both lost close friends to suicide, yeah. Um, this is this story is extremely inspiring, and and we couldn't be more thrilled to see As, a young man get his life back month. on track. Yeah. Right, right, absolutely. Uh, you know, see a young man get his life back on track after everything that he's been through. But listen, please, if you or someone you know is suicidal and needs someone to talk to, call the suicide prevention hotline, eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. Please,
1: please, please, please.
2: Take care of yourself. Take care of your people reach out to somebody please so so here's the thing i know i know i'm breaking the rules this is our first time Uh doing this segment the big three with big z and it's supposed to be three but look i gotta talk about tim tebow back in the nfl it's been reported that the 33 year old former heisman winning quarterback will be joining the jacksonville
1: jaguars as a tight end So wait a second So that, does that mean We got a chance we're 40 That's not too far <laughs> Removed from that dude I can play tight end Seven years is a long way man. <laughs> <laughs> oh in hip years Right in hip years In hip years So
2: here's the thing The, the Jags new head coach Urban Meyer uh, Coincidentally Who was whoa. Tebow's Coach whoa. in
1: Florida I, whoa. And they're in Florida too
2: But here's the weird thing uh, Urban Meyer is suggesting That Tim Tebow Will indeed be signed But the signing Hasn't actually happened So let me ask you this: Will Tim Tebow be on the Jacksonville Jaguars to start the season? Yes, he will be. Yeah, because he's got his boy Urban. Yeah,
1: I mean, it's a good publicity stunt. Uh, He's good PR. He's a well-spoken young man.
2: He's very intelligent. He gave up. He he was on the Mets playing as an outfielder in the minors. Right. Okay. and, And here's the thing. However, you feel about Tim Tebow, he's annoying, he's this, he's that. He was in the, he was I remember the 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 story about him when they were doing the Wonderlick test before the draft. Okay. And he's over there like, good job, you know, good luck, guys, and here we go. And Jesus is on your side, and they're like, Shut the hell up. I, I remember that story. But here's the thing this man is thirty-three. He is how fifteen years removed from or, or yeah, from college or whatever it is, eleven years, whatever it is. I don't know how long he played in, in, in yeah, in Florida. But he's still pursuing his dreams to be a professional athlete. He's been on TV. He's been doing all the college games. Hey, he's one of the best college players of all time. Mm-hmm. I want to say he came in second twice for Heisman and first the one time. I mean, I gotta give him props for at least following his dream.
1: I, yeah, I agree with that. I'm not gonna knock, knock another dude for for exploring his dream and keep going and keep it going. But my biggest thing is like how. In the bigger picture is like You have a guy who stood up for his rights Mm -hmm. Stood up for equality And got ousted out of the NFL And um, he's still not able to get a job He got ousted out of the NFL because he's terrible I mean And and
2: he's coming Here's the thing This is is not Cap He's getting another job in the NFL He's getting another job At a different position well, that's fine. But he that's still fine. But, but I mean, it's not like it's the first. Uh, Terrell Pryor did that when he was a quarterback from uh, Ohio State. He came in, and like, this is not the first time where you see, uh, I, I want to Guy say, guys switching um, jobs. Uh, what, what, what's his name? And uh, Tannehill was a wide receiver in college. Ryan Tannehill was a wide receiver in college. You don't see that change a position player to a quarterback. But you have seen, um, I think, uh, Shoelace Robinson from Michigan came in and played for the Jags. And, and he came in as a running back. He was a tiny little guy. He wasn't a very good quarterback, but he was fast. Mm. He was like a wildcat guy. So, I mean, it's, it's not out of the question for players to come into the league and then change positions. Okay. But, I, look, it, is Tebow going to be there? He hasn't even been signed yet. He'll be there. They haven't signed him yet. We, we were hearing that he's on the team. Whoa, Tebow back in the NFL. Okay, well, he's not even signed. I didn't even find that out until about an hour ago.
1: Yeah, he'll be there. He'll so, okay. be
2: there. Hey, listen up, y'all. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors what's up chicago this is enrique calderon coming at you wanted to congratulate my boy jose big c Zalzo and his homie Rock from true chicago sports fans podcast on their one-year anniversary they have a party coming up on june 13th at district in wicker park from 6 p.m to 11 p.m so if you're in the area come check him out talk sports have a drink Let's celebrate one-year anniversary true Chicago sports fan podcast. Y te lo dice Enrique
0: Calderon.
1: Welcome back to the TCSF podcast with your hosts, E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah. This is The Loop, our Chicago sports roundup where we keep you in The Loop.
0: This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. Welcome. (laughs) Welcome to Chicago. (laughs) This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. Z, let's
2: do that hockey.
3: Uh, but hey, as they say in hockey, let's do that hockey.
2: What's going on over at the Madhouse on Madison and the Chicago Blackhawks? Yeah, well, the Blackhawks are done.
1: Uh, <laughs> so that wraps it up for the hockey season. <laughs> no, they got the they got the NHL uh, the uh, draft later on, um, but right now there's no news. Yeah, Blackhawks are done.
2: They didn't make the playoffs. So uh, let's move on to the other side of the building <laughs> and what's going on with the Chicago Bulls. God, I hate that. All right,
1: don't, don't be hating on my on my singing skills. Let's get it done. <laughs> Whoa, well, the Chicago Bulls are not that much better Because because 'cause they're out of the playoffs as well. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. All right. So Zach Levine may not pursue the max contract in order to build the team around him. All right. So, so we, we actually debated this in our chat quite yeah. a bit over went, the week. Yeah, it went for a while.
2: Um, and there's two two types of logic here. Number one, that logic of Mike Logic where he thinks wrong. that is, <laughs> he thinks that it's stupid for Zach Levine to take possibly take less money in order for there to be more money available to get another free agent. If he's willing to do that, in my right. opinion. Shows leadership. Yes. It's Michael the, did it. Tom Brady did it. Dwayne Wade did it several times. Yeah. LeBron did it when he went to Miami. So yep. this is not this is a tried and true thing. So if you can find a way as a player to make more money available to be able to bring in more players, I, I think a part of that is is now he's playing with another all-star on his team with with our boy Vuchi Meng, Wuchi Mang. Wuchi Meng And he's seeing, oh, okay, this is what another all-star looks like. How can I facilitate a way to get another one in here? Well. If you take a little less money, mm-hmm. more money will be available to attract another free agent. So, Bradley Beal? That's the rumor. That's the biggest thing that we're hearing right now, that the Bulls will more than likely do their best to acquire Bradley Beal in the offseason.
1: Is that going to be enough?
2: I think it's a great starting point. I think it's a great starting point to have three guys, 30 or under. Um, Vooch is, is, you know, he's the old man there. Um, but we still got Pat Will. W- Who's what I'm, he's developing? and that's the hope I think if look man I've been saying it for months Mm -hmm. your boy the paw or what is he claw whatever the hell they call him his stupid name um, if he can develop into a true Mm -hmm. NBA superstar or even an all star you have a chance because don't forget by the time he's going to be really good Brooklyn will not be what they are the Lakers will not be what they are nope who knows what's really going to go in Miami because they're kind of a mishmash. Yeah, New York Knicks look really good right now, but how yeah. long is that going to stand? Because yeah. you have Derrick Rose and you have uh, Taj Gibson, but you do have really good players and then team. R.J. Barrett. Um, so it's it, it's. I think what who they got? Obi. I forgot what the other player they got uh, in yeah. this draft, but I mean they Obi. have good players on the Knicks. So the Celtics are another team you look out for, but if the Bulls can manage to grab. Bradley Beal because don't forget The Wizards are the team that knocked the Bulls Out of that play playing game That's the mm-hmm. team they were fighting for the spot for yep. So if all of a sudden you subtract And it's addition by, by subtraction Or however you want yeah, right.
1: to make right.
2: that in your head That could really Potentially give you a boost
1: yeah, To give them a boost to You win the Central I don't think they come out, uh, out of the first round With three all-star players Versus who On the East yeah, you still got you still got uh, cool. Milwaukee. Okay. Uh, you still got Atlanta.
2: So if the Bulls were to add another All Star player, you're looking like a four or five seed. And who's on Atlanta? No, ain't nobody on Atlanta. Trait was it? I remember his, the so kid's young. name. Yeah, the, the kid that looks like he's been balding since he was seven and a half years old. <laughs> why are you? Ha- why is? He, why are you like twenty three and your hairline looks like mine, bro? What's going on there?
1: I don't know, but he's the shade.
2: They don't give propecia at his age. I don't understand. Propecia. Take care of it, bro. So look. If again, you're looking at a bunch of teams in the east that are kind of up in flux, we like I said, we, we look at the nets that are chock full of talent, but how old are they? Okay, yeah. they have enough talent if they get Beal and Hatwill develops, you got enough talent to make a pretty strong push.
1: Still see them giving over the hump. I don't know, just don't have the faith, but what for what reason? You have to have a reason why you don't have the faith. I don't have the faith because.
2: Do you think that when they Zach, had everybody healthy, they could th- not play together? Play together? What? You had Vucevic and you had Zach Levine, and that's it. You have no well, marketing well, no, at no, that point. No, all star players. Oh, all star. You keep yeah. mentioning these these bench players who have not flourished. Like, again, I have. We can we can talk about marketing for for hours. Mm-hmm. He hasn't developed into the all star that I know he's going to be in the league. I just know at some point he's going to be. It, it probably won't be with the Bulls. No, but he's going to be an all star in the league. There is no reason that they can't add the pieces with a brand new GM, with a brand new head coach, with a brand new president of operations, completely shaking up the roster in the past few months, bringing in another all-star player to pair with Zach Levine. There's absolutely no reason if they bring another all-star in and P-Will develops into an all-star, there's absolutely no reason they couldn't make it past the first round.
1: Still need a point guard. Still need a point guard.
2: Okay. You're going to tell me that Zach Levine can't play point? Or Bradley Beal can't play point, right?
1: They like right. to shoot. Huh? They like they like to shoot. They don't like to fucking hold the you
2: ball. You still you still have to figure out a way. If you're a good player, you figure out a way to facilitate. And again, we're only focusing on one player. We are. We're only focusing on one player. They have the resources to fulfill what they need to fulfill on that roster to be a competitive team. Now, again, we're talking. We're not talking about Jim Boylan, and we're not talking about old old Turkey Neck. And the rest of this crew, okay? We're talking about a brand new regime that's been getting things done since they got here.
1: Again, stay tuned. All right, so Bulls finished with a 30 and 40 record. Not great. Um, and I, I think a lot of the factor was that, you know, we had COVID for for Zach Levine. We had uh, a couple injuries to a couple of players, and that, that determined whether they were not going to get into the playoffs. Right, down the stretch,
2: we did find out eventually that Zach, Zach Levine, Levine, yeah. did have COVID. He was, he was tested positive for COVID. 10 games. That 10 game stretch is where they definitely struggled. Oh, yeah. Um, another thing that we talked about all season was turnovers. Turnovers, protect the ball, turnover, turn. I don't yep. care what player Zach Levine and Kobe White gave that. Look, man, they, they gave away that ball like it's a five o'clock free kick giveaway. Like, what's going on here? You can, you got to protect the rock. That is your job. And that was the biggest thing right there. Again, you completely and totally turned over half of your roster at the All Star break. Right. Okay. You do not, this is not the same team that took the floor five, six months ago. Okay. So, what they were able to accomplish in a short amount of time, I'm, I'm pretty optimistic about. That's why when I say
1: if they add other players, they can definitely do something. Yeah. Well, players that I don't expect to return, Marketing, Temple, Makoka. And Felicio, your boy.
2: Uh, I were we talking about Felicio for nobody's talking. Felicio not an NBA
1: player. No, he's not. He's a sea warmer. So that that's get rid of yeah. that one. So you uh, expect Tice to be re-signed and Valentine to be re-signed.
2: You absolutely one thousand percent need to find a way to get Daniel Tice back in your building, no matter what. Uh, that did you just say, Denzel Valentine? Who I did not like resi- should be re-signed.
1: Who I do not like.
2: You just said, "Did not and then do not." I it? do not like this Oh, man. you don't like
1: him, I, but he needs to be resigned. Why? He, he's a, he's a defen, decent play, bench player. I don't, and I, I know I used to was all against it, but then I looked at the numbers, oh. and his efficiency's not that bad. Oh man, that's so so weird. It's like almost like the truth
2: shall sets you free.
1: <laughs> all right, the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame has officially announced for the twenty twenty one. Uh, inducted this Sunday morning, so uh-huh. which is you know today, sort of. Well, unless you're listening on Thursday, then it's Thursday. All right. Finally, getting this nod is Bulls legend Tony Kukoc, the waiter. Wow. The Croatian sensation. Wow. Has been nominated by the international committee in the past. Uh, so several, in, yeah. yeah, in the past several classes, so including wow. the 2020 class, which is headlined by Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan, and Kevin.
2: All-star. I mean, like, you are going to be hard-pressed to find a better uh, class of NBA player going into the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. Again, stressing on Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame, this is not the NBA Hall of Fame. So that's why you get players like Christian Laettner, who didn't do nothing in the NBA um, but one of the greatest college basketball players right. of all time. So they get their their props. You get WNBA. You get uh, coaches. At, at co- coaches, commentators. They all kind of get dropped in the same uh, Hall of Fame. I'm glad to see. Look, he was really, when we think about him and Vladi Divac, are the two trailblazers for the Euro- European explosion of players That we've seen come into the league In the past right. 25 years yep. And and you're talking about Not just European players Not just like Oh that guy was pretty good No, you know, no. We're, not, we're not talking about Pages Stojakovic Or something like that We're talking about guys Like Dirk Nowitzki Like mm. one of the greatest players Of all time And another guy Who right now uh, I believe is going to be the, the player who's going to be As good as what we perceive uh, uh, LeBron James to be and that's Luka uh,
1: Luka he's, That's, he's that's gonna crazy be,
2: He's gonna be The next best player of the, In the NBA and Once Jordan Or Jordan Jordan LeBron LeBron, Re- LeBron. Wait, hey. I'm trying to think Of the, Close. Good, the good times Close um, no once, once LeBron retires I, I, How Who's gonna be better Than Luka mm, Nobody Because Luka came in On fire Like immediately
1: Well it's, I guess it's, it's Different now Like remember We would See college players Like oh Maybe he needs a year Or two of season Right Luca's like, uh, this is my team, yeah. this is my floor, this is my MBA. I'm taking over.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But to be fair, I mean in, in Europe these guys start playing Pro Ball at like 16. Exactly. You know, so that's that's, that's completely different, right? <laughs> playing with grow you're playing with
1: grown men out there.
2: Right, right, right. All right, let's go ahead and once again turn it over to veteran Chicago Fire reporter, Big Z.
1: Hi, I'm Big Z, and you're not. (laughs) (laughs) Well, 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 here we go again. The Chicago Fire. Lose. A first-half goal would prove enough for the DC United (laughs) to knock off the Fire 1-0 at Audi Field last Thursday. The active match featured a few rushes. Close, but no cigar. That's all I got to say, man. Yeah. It's literally hard to watch this team, man. Lackluster roster roster, and the same losing results over and over and over. And this is why I don't have season tickets anymore. This this sounds
2: like we are severely failing on a entrepreneurial opportunity where we need to sell TCSF pillows because it's nap time when we talk about Chicago Fire. These dudes. It's uh, 90 minutes
1: of the of, of nap. Yeah.
2: You can't. Be obscure in the landscape of Chicago sports and be bad. What? 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 You can't do that. You, you, you hey, you better step it up.
1: Yeah, it, it's really bad. What was the team that used to, the, the Chicago Sting were better? How about that? <laughs> if you want to throw it back, Chicago Sting were way oh, better. Man. They they would sell more tickets than these guys. All right, so yeah, so, so they're tied with uh, FC Cincinnati for the worst record in Major League Soccer. So uh, we're done. Oh, goody. Yeah. So, E, what's going on with our beloved Chicago Bears? The
2: Chicago Bears had an opportunity to look at their brand new toys, fresh from the NFL draft. Last week, the Bears held their rookie minicamps, and early on, it looks like the rookies are already showing chemistry. The standouts were, of course, quarterback Justin Fields and wide receiver Daz Newsome. Reports were that they showed great chemistry right off the bat, so it looks like even aside from the fact that Justin Fields uh, was picked by the Bears... This could be one of the most important and impactful Bears rookie draft classes of
1: all time. I mean, yeah. I mean, you got the franchise quarterback that's going to be ticket over. That's the help.
2: And that's the hope. That's the hope right now. I mean, like he he, he will. Ha-
1: it seems like when he's out there, you
2: you see him and it looks like he's going to do whatever he can because there's been reports where he quote unquote says, I'm going to do everything that I can. I think that's just reporters looking at what he's doing on the field and knowing that his competitive spirit is not going to allow him to not want to be the starter. So you're seeing him have the drive, have that, you know, um, tenacious want and that drive to go ahead and want to be the starter as a rookie. I don't agree that he should be starting,
1: but if he's the best person on the field, right, you know, at the end of minicamp, well, then you've got to start him.
2: Beca- because here's the thing, like simply by drafting Justin Fields, you already say that you want to and that you expect that this franchise is really ready to make a true push at being a factor in the NFC playoff picture for years to come. Um, this, combined with the rumors of the Aaron Rodgers possibly leaving Green Bay, makes this one of the most interesting off-seasons that I can remember. And here's the thing. Rodgers, we don't know what's going on with Rodgers yet, but there is a... Uh, uh, they got like
1: three quarterbacks besides Rodgers now.
2: They, they, they did sign, I think they signed Blake So that's a full dollar. <laughs> oh no bro! Keep, oh, no, no no don't don't be playing that was the dude? The dude, get out of here oh my god oh, so that been, joke you, i know you've been hanging around my kids too much so we start busting out dad jokes yeah but we want to talk about jokes check this out there is a dude that on twitter that goes by at ultra weed hater i am not gonna say his name
1: uh <laughs> I just saw it <laughs> yeah, yeah, go ahead it. and look if you want no,
2: at no, don't at Ultra Weed Hater. This is a fake account and it is I saw this from a quite a few people actually. This is breaking Green Bay uh quarter, Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers announces he is retiring after fifth uh 16 NFL seasons via Adam Schefter. It's complete and total nonsense. I got that sent to me a couple times. The first thing that I did Oh, I went to Aaron uh, Adam Schefter's uh, Twitter, Actually, yeah. and I'm like, "This," no. is, and he's like, "No, no, no, come on, dude, look at the name. Yeah, look at the name. I'm yeah. not gonna say it, but Barry, yeah. that's a creative name there." So here's the thing: we don't know what's gonna go on with Aaron Rodgers. I think we all assume that he's gonna be back as a quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, mm. which is it, which. But think of it this way: if he retires right now, do the Bears somehow have this extra incentive to kind of put a rush on it? And try to get Justin Fields out right away.
1: Kind of when we got Mac, And it opened up the window for winning.
2: Right. Right. It was
1: like, okay, now, so, now, now we're serious.
2: We got Mac. I don't think that they should start Fields right away. I think they have a perfectly capable quarterback with Andy Dalton. And Matt Nagy has come out and actually said today that Andy Dalton is still your QB1. Which he
1: should be. Until you get the whole team and they all practice. And Justin Fields shows what he can do. Shows what he can do and watch when he, but he's going to make mistakes. Oh, and definitely.
2: I just, I don't, I don't want to miss, I don't want to mess the kid up. I don't want to put him out there too early. He screws up. And what do you got to do? You got to pull him for Dalton. Right? Mm. Because look at the way that this.
1: Well, I think once you go with Fields, you got to stay with Fields.
2: Okay. But look, look at the way that this crew handled Trubisky. Agreed. We're going to sit him for a year.
1: And they brought him out too early.
2: Oh you know, oh, yeah. Old, he, old, he, st- he still wasn't neck. cooked.
1: He still wasn't cooked. He was no. still in the oven. Yeah. It was simmering. No, and they no, took no. him out too early. It yep. was raw. Yep. And yeah. that's what happens. He
2: wasn't ready yet. The, hey, you take the turkey out of the oven when the little thing pops <laughs> ping bing. That's when it goes. You don't take it out too early. And they definitely did that with uh with with Yeah. So,
1: so the NFL schedule has been released, ladies correct. and gentlemen. And for the next four weeks, uh next couple weeks, we will be breaking down the schedule starting this week with games one through four.
2: That's right. So for uh, week one, the Bears will travel to L.A. to play the L.A. Rams in their stadium on Sunday night football. This should be interesting because not only are the Bears going to be debuting a brand new quarterback for them, Mm -hmm. they're going to be playing the Rams' new quarterback, Matthew Stafford. Matt Stafford.
1: Who knows the Bears very, very well. That's correct. All right, week two, we have a home game against... The Bengals of Cincinnati.
2: Uh, uh, Joe Burrow is gonna be back. He's got his yep. wide receiver. Yep. So, hey, who knows what's
1: gonna happen? Um uh, wait, wait, wait. We didn't get a, your prediction for game one. Is that a win? Game- is that a win or is that a loss? <sighs> uh, that's a 50-50 game for me. Is it?
2: it? It is because they haven't played great against the Rams in the last couple of games. Um, they were a couple of years ago. They beat them, um, and I want to say it was a primetime game. They did go in there and beat him, but again, this is a whole different dynamic. And I've been saying for a while that if you get Matt Stafford on a team with a bunch of weapons, he's gonna do way better than he did in Detroit. Because agreed, it, agreed. it's not just the weapons they have on offense, but it's the immaculate defense they have on there, including Leonard you know, Floyd. Well Leonard Floyd, but also Aaron uh Aaron Donald. Donald, yeah. Who, who I mean, like we love Khalil Mack and like physically, they're they're both on par as like being specimens, but I mean by I, I the feel numbers like, right
1: now, he's ahead.
2: Yeah, Aaron Dowell is definitely better than than Mac is what we're looking at right now.
1: So I'm looking at a loss, and then against the Bengals, I think that's a win. Joe Burrow coming back to the team.
2: You're you're. We're not talking about your daddy's Bengals. We're talking about a good Bengals squad that has you know, a lot of weapons. So I mean, uh, I would I, I think it's a Bears win but it's also interesting because now you got Andy Dalton playing against Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. So that, and, and Andy Dalton, I, I don't remember Andy Dalton playing against the Bengals last year, but even if he did, I know Joe Burrow had the busted knee. So this will really be the first time that you see Dalton post his Bengals career, face his former team. And, uh, that's, Hey, again, great, great, great storylines, uh, for the NFL and especially for the bears. All right, for game 3, we're looking at another <laughs> your favorite, <laughs> another young quarterback. Uh, uh, another your favorite state and the uh, yeah, farm, baby. Bears uh are going to travel over to the Mistake by the Lake and play the Cleveland Browns.
1: Yeah, the Mistake by the Lake. No one likes a vacation in Ohio. So, uh, I actually think this is a Bears loss.
2: That's a Bears loss because they're in in uh, They're there. a way
1: better team than we are right now.
2: Are they? I think so. Are they? I Based think so. on what?
1: They have a solid defense mm-hmm. We have a better defense But they have a solid defense okay. They have a quarterback that's you above in, average Do
2: you believe in uh, Baker Mayfield? Yeah You do? I do Okay I
1: do You and you, that's it Me and Baker
2: Yeah, you and Baker And
1: his, and his girlfriend that's in the commercial <laughs> I think they're, they're married by now um, but yeah, I mean, look, I think that's a Bears loss. I, 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 I don't, I, I, don't know if it's
2: a. I don't want to call it a loss outright. I don't want to call it a win. outright I feel like this is one of them games where it's going to come right down to the wire, and it's going to rely on a Cairo Santos field goal. To well, win that, it?
1: Didn't they sign our old kicker or was that or say, someone else? No, I want to say the
2: Colts
1: signed Eddie Pinero yeah. yeah, but he was signed. He was signed. He was definitely signed. All right, game four. This is October third against. The new, not improved though, new lions.
2: The Motor City Kitties. Um, they're gonna meow all down their leg, and and
1: that's it. I mean, that should be a blowout.
2: They're bringing them in. They're bringing them into now. Remember, they have a brand new head coach. They got a brand new quarterback. They, I would say, by week four, they probably won't have it figure it out. No, but it's definitely gonna be interesting. We with it's it's how we're gonna start the season off in our division. Those are the ones that you always want to win right off, the, right off the bat because that's who really you're competing for playoff
1: spots. Right. With. So I mean, you know, after that, I got them two and two. two at this two. point, so who who are their losses? Well, I think they they uh, what did I say? I have a, such <laughs> a bad memory. But they, I mean, they beat the, li- the Lions. The lines they're gonna beat the okay, Lions.
2: Okay, got, you got them beating the lines and the Bengals.
1: Yeah, the lines and the Bengals. They beat the lines and the Bengals. Yeah. Okay. Based on you think that the Bears are better or the Bears that here is the thing. it's just matchups. This is just talking about matchups, really. Yeah.
2: So you so you don't think that they have a chance in that in that first game of the season?
1: Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> just being honest,
2: no. All right. So here is something very interesting, and it's the Chicago Bears preseason. Oh boy! In, oh boy! In game two of the preseason, oh. the Bears.
1: Face the Buffalo Bills Oh Mitch is Aha Mitch is going to play against the Bears A lot A lot yeah, A lot So with Justin Fields Because he's the backup Right So
2: I don't care You know what I mean Like we, we can look towards the regular season And break it down all we want mm-hmm. But your storyline Is going to be The old quarterback Versus the new quarterback And you're actually going to get to see them play each other Might be a game to go to
4: Maybe
1: Mm-hmm. All right, we'll be right back up with three up and three down after a quick word from our sponsor.
2: This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. We all know that 2020 was no joke. And with an ever changing world climate, many people are looking for a new opportunity. Guys, are you looking for a career that rewards effort and makes you feel valued as a team member? Let me tell you a little about our friends at ACSI. ACSI is a certified RCN business agent. They provide the same RCN services with a personalized touch. Their sales and technician teams work hand in hand, ensuring your experience will be smooth and pleasant. ACSI is a growing Chicagoland company that encourages personal growth and rewards perseverance. As they expand, they're looking for passionate, responsible, and honest professionals to join their team. A career with ACSI means you will be part of a hardworking, flexible, and dynamic team that is a leader in the installation of cable and internet services in the Chicagoland area. Best of all, ACSI was awarded HACIA's 2020 Contractor of the Year Award. Are you ready to grow with a local Chicago company on the rise? Check out ACSI.tech and click on careers to get started. That's ACSI.tech and click on careers. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fans Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah. It's time to touch bases with our baseball teams. This is three up and three down.
4: I think I'll perplex him with my slow ball. One, two,
2: three strikes, Z, tell me what's going on on the Southside.
4: White Sox. White Sox. Go,
1: go, White Sox. Southsiders, baby. White Sox are in first place. Uh, They actually, actually took a loss this week after... Whooping. What? Yeah. They had two, two series where they uh, had a, a six-game winning streak. Oh, my
2: God. Yeah. I yeah. Can't believe
1: it. I know. You Do don't hear that on our side. I know.
2: not invincible? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God.
1: Yeah, they still have two divisional foals, and they're finished up the weekend against the Royals again. And after that, they go see the Twinkies and the Yankees and then come home to play the Cardinals and the Orioles. So we had an exciting game that we were watching as we were recording where Abreu comes in and scores. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah it's, and it slid around the yeah. home, the the the, uh, uh, the catcher.
2: So he he pulled he pulled the uh, swim
1: move. Yeah, yeah. You know who else? You know where he got from? Well, he's. yeah, I can't say that. I can't say that. Javier Baez. Yeah, well, no, I was going to say something else, but yeah, sure, yes, Javier Baez. This oh, <laughs> It's getting spicy in here. This is spicy. <laughs> <laughs> the White Sox also had a scary moment. Speaking of Abreu, uh-huh. because he collided with uh, Dozer because of Grandal was in the way of catching a pop fly.
2: Grandal wasn't in the way. Grandal, no, Grandal was uh, No,
1: he was in the way of bo- uh, Dozer. And he was on a baseline, on a, on a running line. Uh-huh. So Dozer has to go all around. And he's... And, and Abreu... I'm going to put this on Abreu. He came in running full speed and did not look. You big dummy. What
2: are you doing? Where are you coming from first for a pop fly right there in front of the catcher? What are you doing? What are you doing?
1: <sighs> what... I I can't I can't speak to him, but right. he came back the next day, hit a home run, and today he scored a winning run. So he's made up for it.
2: That's fine. What are you doing?
1: Yeah, you should never do that. What are that. you
2: doing? Because here's the thing: we know damn well that something stupid like that will take you out for six weeks or uh, six affects-
1: or six months, yeah. according to the other idiot who was hanging down the fence. Look, <laughs> Let, let's be facts here.
2: But uh, look, the the point is, is that. It's a mental mistake. I mean, it's a. It is, a and, and the mistake.
1: thing is, there's been a lot of mental mistakes on the field. Right, uh, Tim Anderson and Makata. There's been a pop fly in infield, and Makata does not hear or see Tim Anderson. Nah. He almost gets smacked in the face. There's been a couple in the outfit as well. It, it's it's been bad. Uh, Lurie against here did, did a couple of those too. The White Sox right now they sit two games up in the Central, and have been doing it out without the long ball. They're last in the league in the long ball with the home runs. So when the weather breaks and it starts getting warm, and these Cuban players and Latin players enjoy this warm weather, you expect a long ball.
2: They're still scoring a ton of runs.
1: They have the biggest uh, run differential in the MLB.
2: So that's
1: that's really where... Manufacturing runs.
2: Well, manufacturing runs, that's what separates good teams from great teams. Yeah. Good teams can hit the long ball. They're yeah.
1: going to hit home
2: runs. We know that the White Sox can hit home runs, but now with, with the absence of Eloy and Lubob... You have to find a different way to score runs. Yeah, because Madrigal ain't gonna do it.
1: Uh, no, he's not gonna hit him. Right, He might he, be getting he, one he, this year, right. if anything. Uh,
2: Tim Anderson is not. He, he'll hit some, but he's not gonna hit a ton. No. Okay. Uh, uh, Abreu is gonna hit some, but he's not gonna hit a ton, ton. He'll hit a good amount. He'll hit double digits, maybe hit twenty, but he's not gonna hit like. Abreu, 40 home Abreu, runs. Abreu hit twenty five. You know what I mean? Uh, Moncada. I'm still waiting for him to bust out. <sighs> But they're what they what they're doing is they are scoring runs mm-hmm. without the long ball, which is impressive. Because my biggest thing with the Chicago White Sox is the amount of egos in that room, especially on the, the left the left side. Well, not just him, but on the left side of the infield when you got Mancada and you got T A. Now I feel like Mancada is is got a gigantic head put out. Uh, uh, music videos and stuff like that so when you say that he, mm-hmm. he can't be called off when TA's like hey it's mine it's mine well it's, that makes perfect sense
1: it's the shortstop's field it's, we it, know absolutely. that you coach and you're, I coach you're the quarterback it, right so I mean there's no way there's no way that Moncada should be banging into people
2: right so I mean and, and, and I mean here's the thing Abreu rushing to catch a ball that was a pop fly in front of the catcher.
1: I don't think Grandel called it.
2: That's that's still ego too. You got I mean, like, come on, it's bro.
1: bonehead. It's bonehead plays.
2: Well, that that too. But I mean, like,
1: it's it, it's literally fielding one on one when you teach if you that. Look up- if it's your ball, call for it.
2: Absolutely, 100. And we have we, look. I'm very, very familiar with that over here. Trying to mm-hmm. teach these girls call it, and you get one girl, the whole team. Yeah. And uh, you know what? The, the thing that drives me nuts is every once in a while they go, "You got it." And I'm like, "No, no, 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 you can't do that." No. If you say, as soon as I hear your voice, I'm backing off.
1: Right. Don't speak. It sounds like a Like in volleyball too. You got it, and then the ball hits the floor. Yeah.
2: Don't tell me why it hurts. All right.
1: All right. E, what's going on with the cubbies?
2: Let's switch. No doubt that I will tell you all the news about the Chicago Cubs. Check it out. Third baseman, was, uh, third baseman Chris Bryant was removed in the seventh inning last Wednesday uh, during the Cubs' 2-1 loss to the Indians Being after being hit in the left wrist. Ouch. He didn't actually start the game because he was recovering from an illness, but with the game tied in the seventh, uh, Cubs skipper David Ross turned to him as a pinch hitter, and he was actually really lucky to escape serious injury. And the thing is, with with KB, that's his thing, like these weird, nagging injuries. And now I'm looking at it like this year, he's not getting the bad breaks. He's staying healthy for the most part. He seems like he's ready to go. He's really starting to rake. So here's my question to you Uh as an outsider. Right. Do you think that his relationship with the Cubs is too fractured for him to be able to sign a long-term deal this offseason. Now, I'll remind you, he's 29. Uh-huh. This will be his first crack at a true free agency because he hasn't had that yet. Right. And
1: his agent is Scott Boris. Expect him to hit the free market. He's 29. He's got about five years. And especially if he goes to the American League, that's yeah. another 10.
2: Even, even as a free agent, I'm saying, is there any possibility that they He's sign? not
1: staying with the Cubs. He's not staying with the Cubs.
2: Even in free agency. You don't think that the Cubs were offering
1: enough money? They didn't they didn't want to keep you. They didn't want to sign, uh Schwarber. They 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 were shedding salary. Remember that? I'm not talking about the, the quality of the play. I'm talking about shedding salary. You don't have salary right now. What's the here's what's the point of shedding salary? They want to get younger
2: and sign other players. You have to have money to be able to sign other players. players. So is Yu Darvish at what 34, 35 years old more valuable to the Cubs than a 29-year-old Chris Bryant? He would have been Who, more valuable Cubs, if you would have
1: kept him to the trade deadline.
2: I'm not, that's not what I'm asking you. I'm asking right now. Let's say okay, let's let's put it this way. Going into next season. Right. Who's more valuable to the Cubs, a 36-year-old Yu Darvish or a 30-year-old Chris Bryant? Chris Bryant. Right. So when you say shedding salary, am I getting rid of someone who's going to cost me a ton if I'm if I don't think I'm going to win this season? I'm going to get rid of the players, uh, knowing that I can bring back other players to try to win in the next couple years.
1: You're not going to win this season. You're not going to win next season either. You don't know. It, it depends. Free agent market, man. They are not going to turn the entire roster around.
2: What entire? You don't need an entire roster on the, on the Cubs. You can fit you need pieces. They you need, have
1: a couple of right you, little spark plugs you, right now, but that's not sustainable.
2: Here's the, the two things that they need to do. Starting pitcher and starting pitcher. If you can get another really good starting pitcher on this team uh-huh. and then get another guy who can who can essentially be a two or a three, then you're in business. My issue right now is the rotation. Because I'm looking at this guy, Trevor Williams, whose dad is a huge Cubs fan, and right. we know that, and my question is, is Trevor Williams' time in the Cubs rotation over?
1: I don't know. I I, I don't know. I mean, he hasn't pitched well.
2: He hasn't been pitching well, and he, he, uh, he started last week against the Tigers, and he was pulled after the second inning, and they brought in the young guy who got a start early in the year, right. Keegan Thompson, and he sparkled.
1: Yeah, he pitched very well.
2: So... I'm kind of on the fence with Trevor Williams, but here's the thing. Rossi came out and he said that for now, Williams' roster spot is secure. He says, I have a ton of respect for for Trevor. I gave him some managerial thoughts. I gave him some former catcher thoughts, Uh and we had a really good conversation.
1: I would say he's got about less than a handful of starts before they make a decision.
2: I think it's three more. Three more. Right. And then you might have to look at someone. in Because you remember... Trevor Williams is new to the Cubs. He was a free agent signing that came from the Pirates, and he was okay. You know, I I don't think we we were expecting a ton out of him. Uh, Arietta's been pretty decent. I mean, he's He's been serviceable, right? He's been very serviceable for the Cubs. And like I said before, I think he's more comfortable back here where he. There's no pressure frame. He's just out there
1: pitching every fifth day. There's no pressure. So
2: while we're talking about you know uh, starting pitchers for the Cubs. John Lester uh, took a uh, minute to talk about his mind state when he's coming back to Wrigley. Uh, he talked to, to uh, Jesse Rogers about his return to the North Side and how emotional it'll be for him. Uh, Lester said, "It's natural, you know. I had to get over some stuff leaving Boston. Chicago was my home for six years. We have a house there. My kids grew up there. You invest in a city. You invest in a place that you're working. And yeah, there's going to be some emotions involved."
1: Uh, yeah, Lester's a uh, classic dude. So yeah. uh, I'm actually a fan of Lester. So I kind of understand where you said, like, "Yeah, I was in Boston; we won, but yeah. Chicago became my yeah. home, yes. and yeah. my kids are still there, and my house is still there." I think
2: with Lester, the big, st- even with winning championships in Boston, there was still a hangover of people wanting to mention that he had cancer over and over and over. Leaving Boston, going to the A's for that, you know, a couple months to right. try to get them into through the playoffs. And then coming here as a free agent, I mean, you know, he's widely considered the best free agent signing in franchise history. Um, They actually declined a $25 million team option for this 2021 season. Rightfully so. Because that is a
1: lot of money. Rightfully so.
2: And, you know he sat around and he waited and waited and waited and the new offer from the cubs never came i mean he's been in the league for 16 years at some point you have to be honest with yourself and say i gotta take whatever money's coming to me or i don't get to play at all so what he did you know it's starting to get late in the offseason he signed with the nets for for one year for five mil because the cubs never really offered much
1: yeah yeah i put that on the cubs i put that on the front office i put that in management i put that you know with the owner you, you could have signed this true cub this guy that means so much to the city, so much that he he's invested in, in, in his charities and so forth. He was a cub, and he should have finished Korea as a cub. I'm not. You could have got him for cheap. Even even so, even if you would, let's say they offered eight million for one year, even even he would have
2: took it. Even at eight million, when we're talking about, you look at if you have a great rotation which you don't That's if you have a great rotation it, it makes up for a lot of the mistakes that are made um, in batting where you should have hit that home run and you didn't or whatever, uh-huh. whatever it is so I mean like that kind of they'll kind of counteract one another Lester doesn't have it anymore he doesn't and when you're talking about a team who's trying to cut salary trying to get rid of the cut trim the fat trying to hold on Hey, who do we have here that was part of our core that we can continue on with for the next, let's say, five years? We think that Javi's going to be a part of that, trying to get him money. Contreras, another player who's mm-hmm. very good, very valuable to the team. Anthony Rizzo, you have a certain core of players. See what happens with KB. Lester is older guy. And if we're getting rid of a guy like you Darvish, there's no way I'm keeping Lester. If I'm trying to revamp my For my, eight
1: million, you could have kept him.
2: For what reason? If the whole point is that I'm trying to revamp my my starting uh, uh rotation, seeing who I can ha-
1: give a chance to. But then you sign Arietta. Don't don't you can't play both sides of the card and say, I don't want an old guy and then sign Arietta.
2: Arietta, number one, I don't think he's as old. And number two, you're bringing him in for a fresh start. You can't, a guy who's been here for six, seven years Mm -hmm. doesn't get a fresh start by coming back for one more year. And when we talk about the fact that people were upset when Lester was gone, we talked about the fact that people were upset when Jake Arias was gone. When he came back, we were excited because. Distance makes the heart grow fonder. So we have much higher, much better memories of Arietta because we're thinking about all the good things. Oh, I can't wait till he does those good things again. You forget about when he starts walking or when he starts, you know, kind of getting out of his gourd. So that's, that's the thing about, you know, if we're comparing the two. Finally, the Cubs brought... (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> brought up a couple of players because they've been hurting so bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, they activated Ian Happ, Arietta, and Nico Horner from the IL uh, in time for the t- the Tigers series, and they absolutely needed these guys back. Especially Happy because their off, uh, outfield platoon has been completely depleted with Jake Risnick also missing time.
1: Yeah, it's, I don't know what's going on in the water in Chicago, but there's a lot of injuries to yeah. baseball players here. Yeah, uh,
2: it's it's unfortunate, but. My hope is that they're going to be able to kind of come out of what they're doing. I really, you know, I, I look at this as a 500 season. I really don't know what's going to go on. They're not a bottom feeder. They won the division last year in, in the short No, you're season. not the Pirates. So, I mean, you know, we're looking at some of the standings today. We were just talking about it. Some of these teams in the AL Central are already 10, 10 games below. Yeah, it's the, what,
1: yeah, the Tigers and the uh, and the Twins are already 10 and a half games out, of, out of first place. That's should,
2: insane. You should be happy the Twinkies are failing right now. But, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, <sighs> Look, I, I just I don't know. This is again uh, Chicago sports purgatory mm-hmm. with what's going on. Mm-hmm. So, but I I look at it like this: Let's see what some of these younger guys that the Cubs have can do, and see where you're going to be able to supplement the areas where
1: you're lacking. We have a lot of work to do.
2: Both, I think both, both sides, both do. sides do. I know. Really To me, we're, right because, now we're just We're just
1: putting duct tape on our boat I, right now.
2: I don't care who they have on the roster you absolutely have the the wrong manager on that team. Yeah. I I just I it's it's frustrating as an outsider mm-hmm. to watch the Chicago White Sox oozing with talent waiting to pop. And the oldest dude I ever seen in my life. Just to,
1: Moses. Good
2: goodness gracious. <laughs> goodness gracious.
1: All right everybody, let's take a pause for the cause and hear a quick word uh, how about our friends at Great Clothing Company?
2: I think
4: I'll perplex him with my slow ball. One, two, three strikes are out.
1: What's up Chicago? This is Enrique Calderón coming at you.
2: Wanted to congratulate my boy Jose Big C Zalzo and his homie E Rock from True Chicago Sports Fans Podcast on their one year anniversary. Y te lo dice Enrique Calderón. How's it going? I'm
1: okay. I'm sorry. I you know between kids and then work calls
3: going over, uh it's hard to, to get to you on time, so doing well
1: no worries no worries I totally understand just wanted to catch up with you see what you uh, what you think of the finale
3: yeah it's it's bittersweet obviously you don't want it to be over Um, you still have that same feeling you have as a Chicago fan when you feel like well we could have won like two more why did they break the team up um, but growing up, hearing my dad come home and tell his stories, like, it wasn't new news that, like, Kraus was doing what he was doing and all that. Like, that was, we knew even stories on the bus of the players fighting with him. Like, all that stuff was, that, that came out, we kind of knew and were told just to be quiet about it, you know? But now nah, it's out, so.
1: What is something that you think that they could have added to that, to that, uh, episodes.
3: Oh, man. there's a lot. Um... Well, personally, first thing that comes to mind: the my father, Dusty, got some time. But the third guy that really deserved some time was uh, Clarence Travis. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like the he was like the spirit of the team. Like he was always a jokester. He was a great guy. He's like a grandfather. I mean, He's actually my godfather. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, you know, as a Catholic, he was uh, he was my godfather. Um, good uh, name. My middle name's Travis after him. Wow. So yeah. So I wish he got a little more time because he was such a funny, he was the funniest guy i ever met in real life. Like, and just a good person to be around. He felt like a grandfather, you know, he was just a good man and always ripping on my dad and giving my dad and Gus a hard time. He was the one that kept everything fun. He was probably the most fun of all of them, to be honest with you. Um, And was always cracking a joke or like making things not so serious. Whereas Gus was extremely serious. Uh, My dad was kind of learning from both. He was a little, you could see he was a little younger. And then Mm -hmm. you had Clarence Travis, who was just, constantly like he was the life of the party. He was a person hosting everybody at his house and cooking. And his wife is the sweetest lady, Um, my my godmother. I mean, Mm -hmm. so sweet. So I wish he'd got a little more time. Um, I wish they would have spent more time um, just kind of showing. I think it was important. I'm showing uh, Michael's, you know, grind like you know and I think spending a little more time even with baseball Terry Francona was quoted as saying like if Michael had more time he'd have been he would have made it you know so um would have liked to see more of that his life on the road because that kind of I don't say humbled him but um it, it it like that time he spent with the players helped him remember what it felt like just to be one of the guys and that rejuvenated him I think in some ways um so yeah, that's my my humble opinion.
1: You know. Yeah, what is your opinion on the uh, you know Jordan's one of the last comments in in the last episode? He's saying, "I wish we could have stayed together." You know, we we would have all signed for one more year. Yeah, and he said he he thought that he um, could have got everybody. I signed. He, I think he. Yeah,
3: I think he would. If it, you know financially, that would I, I don't know what the numbers were. Uh, I know. I remember back then, Michael was making like thirty million a year. Yeah, you know so that's a lot of money it's in the nineties.
1: Yes, that's still a lot of money at any
3: time. But you know, to have a one year, so maybe he would have had to have taken a hometown discount uh, to make it work. But I'm sure he would have because it's just a it's just a bad feeling to I can imagine to be winning and then that's you know, like being the number one salesperson. You get fired. You know, you're told to <laughs> let you, you get let go. It's like this makes yeah. no sense. Yeah, we don't care how much you sell. You're just not yeah, coming back. You're just not coming back. <laughs> yeah, it's like what am I doing? <laughs> yeah, right. So, but that was pretty amazing for them to overcome that adversity together and still make it. So, um, yeah, I think it was that. That's unsettling, you know. It's just as a Chicago sports fan, right? Like, still unsettling thinking of Michael in a Wizards jersey. I like, just um, like, oh, I don't
1: think that ever it's happened. You
3: can never live with that. Yeah, <laughs> it's like.
1: Yeah, it, yeah, just speaking on the numbers, I think the Bulls had about fourteen million uh, able uh, available to sign Pippen, and Pippen wanted a twenty-five yeah, million dollar contract. And then I don't, I don't know if Jordan would have taken that much of a cut.
3: Yeah, I don't know. I, I just know I maybe, maybe, maybe would you never know? Yeah. But like the fact that it
1: that we'll never know uh, is a problem. Yeah,
3: yeah, and you know, it's just what have. It just would have cement, I, it would have been nice to have the Bulls in those conversations with the Celtics and the Lakers, like 11 championships, you know, and things like that. But, but then again, I think like the Bulls, um, front office, they messed themselves up so bad. I don't think they'll ever come back. From, it'll be like it'll be like Babe Ruth in Boston. You know what I mean? It'll be a hundred years before the Bulls win again.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what it seems like Saturday, right now. You know, yeah, yeah, we're gonna have to pick a yeah. second team. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: Everyone's hoping the Bears can play. You know, yeah, or, or pick up another. Yeah, yeah. it's unfortunate.
1: Uh, is there another a player from either the first three P or the second three P that you think that you know maybe they could have interviewed him or? Or maybe give oh, a little more sure. attention.
3: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And the second one, Tony Kukoc, like, I think Tony Kukoc was more had more um, value. He, you know, than what he was presented. They should have. They should have got Kukoc. Um, Luke Longley. I know Michael and Luke Longley were not like best of friends. You know, yeah, so they're not on speaking terms like, at all. Yeah, it'd have been interesting to hear Luke Longley's. Um, you know, I'm you know, I believe it
1: basically. I believe it denied uh, the request to be on Did uh, he? Yeah. yeah,
3: see he was probably just like you know, but but he won him some championships. So yeah, I th- definitely think Tony Kukoc, um, because he was very instrumental to that, that second, you know, three um, on the first one, I would think I would have thought they got Bill Cartwright. I'd have thought more, got BJ. Um I think they did right on that first repeat. I just think on that second repeat, it, you know, getting more Tony Kukoc would have made more sense.
1: Yeah, I agree. The the waiter was such an instrumental part to complimenting oh, Pippen and Jordan that, you know, he picked up all the slack that they left over.
3: Well, he was supposed to be like the great, I mean, he helped open the international doors too because he was supposed to be one of the greatest players out of Europe, you know. So, um, that I thought that would have been, that would have been cool. To see, you know who would have been, I think he wasn't, he wasn't that, um, like, I think, I don't know what his terms or relationship was, but you know, remember the first three, three people, the guy, Craig Hodges? Oh, Craig Hodges, he really yeah, good. he won the uh, yeah. three-point
1: contest a couple years.
3: I think, yeah, I think Craig Hodges might have made some sense to talk, to speak to, um, you know, but they, they got everybody, I think, that if, I, if I'm reaching for somebody in that first half, maybe Craig Hodges.
1: I'm, and I'm thinking maybe even Randy Brown.
3: Yeah, Randy Brown, the second one, might have made some sense. I was su- surprised how much time Scott Burrell got too. You know, because oh. Michael's always ripping on Burrell. But I'm like, yeah. man, I got a lot of a lot of time. But it helped remind me when I get in my arguments with my with people on Facebook or people I know when they say LeBron, you know, is better than Michael, and LeBron has had Michael had better teams than LeBron. I start naming people like Randy <laughs> Brown, Rust, Rusty Larue. Yeah. Judd Bushler, yeah. I'm like, really? You know, you you look at LeBron's worst players was Michael Beasley, you know, who was yeah. the second round, who's the second draft pick, and, you know. I'm like, come on, like, stop.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's ridiculous when they start comparing, and it, yeah. you know, it's been all over ESPN all morning, and who's the better this and that? Um, you know, they're completely different players.
3: They are actually. They should be comparing Michael to, uh, or they should be comparing LeBron to Magic Johnson or Oscar Robertson or like. Like a like LeBron is LeBron's a power forward that can play that can play point guard. Right. And he's a facilitator. I always said he's a souped up Scotty Pippen.
1: Yeah, and so I agree I with you said. with that that Scotty Pippen was way ahead of his time with a skill set that, you know, yeah. if you drop him in today, he's gonna be very successful. Scotty's
3: yeah, you drop in today, Scotty's you know, Scotty was um you know, I don't know, name him, you know, just a, a tall guard. Yeah. you know like a. so i don't i don't understand the you know like i, I get tired of it because it's like it's two different products you know what i mean it's like yeah this pepsi and coke
1: is uh, you're, gonna, you're yeah. gonna pick you're gonna pick uh-huh. your flavor
3: yeah you know it's
1: just like you know, it's like <laughs> it's not no content. uh so now that you've seen the whole thing and you know once your dad was on screen and got his little 15 minutes of fame how did that change for you like how much uh, how much like I guess notoriety are you getting from you know everyone just reaching out for you and getting to want to know more about your dad
3: yeah it's insane actually it's been a lot um, just like a lot of requests for conversations I actually got in touch with uh, SC, his uh, Michael, Mr. Jordan's business manager, and I was like, "Hey, I just want your blessing before." i' it's my dad. You know, always mm-hmm. told us never talk. You know, but I wanted to have the opportunity to speak about my dad because he, you know, he deserved it. The guy, he was a hardworking Chicago police officer, father, um, and didn't and and didn't brag about himself, but did some great things. I learned about during during the end of his life, and especially his funeral, meeting a lot of his friends um from back in his old neighborhood and you know um i it it just felt selfishly felt good for me to be able to talk to talk about my dad and not have to be myself be out in like media or whatever so um it was an honor to talk about him uh it's unbelievable how many people like friended me and just said hey you know i lost my father i lost my mother they were bulls fans i try to respond to every single person just because this is going to fade and I'm looking forward to it in some ways, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. just like, kind of, okay, we're done. Um, you know, I'm not doing any of this for any revenue, so it's right. more like, it's more like, I just, you know, I want it to be um, be through in some respect and, and still, you know, give Michael his, you know, you know it's about Michael. And, and then my, but seeing my dad being able to, being able to um, speak about him and his legacy and his life has been a great, great honor. And anybody that is touched or enjoyed my dad at this time during COVID and various things going on, I'm happy he could still be a blessing to people like he was during his life.
1: Right, right. Now, I know they showed Kobe a little bit. I was hoping they that Michael might have talked a little bit more about you know, him being a big brother to Kobe because Kobe said that Michael was his big brother and he would call him. Yeah. I, I thought yeah. they would they could've touched a little bit more on, on his relationship with the different players outside of the Bulls.
3: Yeah. Um yeah, I do, you know, especially in a second three P, um, I I think they did a good job. I mean, they were very limited, you know, like the time like if they had maybe if they had i know jason air talked about this on various shows like if he had if he could have done another like 15 episodes i think he would have been able to fit all that in but i do think they touched on um kobe coming up and how he was viewed by michael i think that was cool how they did that um i would have liked to see like what this i thought it was interesting the whole fight between and isaiah and michael i think people don't understand how personal isaiah thomas would take it like i heard he'd come back home from being from chicago and all his family's wearing jordan jerseys. you know <laughs> so that would have been cool to talk about more but um no especially with kobe I, maybe you never know maybe they're saving the kobe stuff for when, when they do kobe's uh you know, documentary yeah. you know
1: do you have uh, any stories between you know yourself and michael and the family that you can share
3: yeah, there were there were joking times. There were times when we would just go hang out. Where you know, like my dad, like for example, when they'd open the gates up for trick or treating during mm-hmm. Halloween, we would go there while my dad would be working the gate with some of the security guards because you had lines and lines of people just coming to get a piece of candy and see Michael Jordan. Um, So we'd be upstairs playing, or we would be trick-or-treating, and then we'd come back to the house and we'd see all these people, and we'd just be playing up in their playroom. They had like an indoor basketball playroom, and we would just hang out. Um, I've told people this before. I kind of took it for granted, because it was just, you know, since I grew up with, like, I grew up being a part with my dad being a security guard. He'd bring me to the day games, because you remember they said day games, right? Like, right like noon, you know. Like yeah, the NBC 30A. games, right. Yes. So he would take me in the, during the day with him on a Saturday and I would just hang out in the lot and if it was too cold. He'd put me in somebody's car and I would just hang out until starting lineup Then he'd say, all right, let's go. And then he'd bring me on the floor during the starting lineup back in the old stadium when they had like the, the spotlight and they had that bull, the light bulb yeah. bull on the, um, and now I just remember being scared, like literally, I remember like crying one time when I was like five, six, like because it was so loud. But there was nothing like that old stadium. Like that old stadium was the greatest.
1: Oh, it was, that was awesome. The acoustics oh, the cool there were amazing. It was super oh, loud. Oh yeah,
3: it was. It was awesome. And then like the floor was sticky and smelled like beer and popcorn. <laughs> and I, remember that, that yeah. I remember that. a lot. You know. Um, but yeah, just crazy stuff. I mean, I mean, no real crazy. I mean. Just like hanging out with the Jordan kids, and all of a sudden Michael Jordan walks in and starts playing with you like a child. You know, it's just like, <laughs> yeah, it's cool. It was, I didn't again. I didn't realize how cool it was when I got older. Because us it was just like, oh yeah, you know, it's that. Uh, oh yeah, it's Michael Jordan. And Dad's friend. And, you know, like and we were always told. Our dad always like taught us not to. He had conditioned us not to be starstruck. Be respectful. Like, be super respectful. Don't be like, hey, M," you know, or hey, yeah. hey. Like, he, even if even if Mr. Jordan would allow it, my dad would never allow that line to be crossed. You
1: know? Well, I think your dad instilled in you that, you know, you're you're getting to see the person. You're not getting yeah. to see the persona or the mirage of Michael Jordan. You're getting to see actual Michael Jordan yeah. as a father, as a friend, as, as, you know, a part of the community there. So you got to see a completely different side that most people don't get to see.
3: Yeah, I would say often as a kid, I wonder why people were so like, I don't want to say afraid of him, but more like, why, like he was a mean person. Now he was, obviously he was very determined to win as you saw, but he was super nice, like to people. Um, obviously he would joke and rip on his friends, but he was like, if, you know, if he, I mean, he's a very loving, loyal, generous, you know, guy. So he wasn't like, you know they call scotty Pippen, no tippin Pippen, because he wouldn't tip right like you know because michael's like very not you know very good
1: so what was your uh last interaction with uh with michael
3: just text messages you When know, my father died he left a message and said your know, father was i love your dad he was more than a friend he was a brother he even told me i loved him more than you guys did and i said yeah probably for a certain period of time during our teenage years you probably did Yeah. Um, you know, he'd be straight up. I love him more than you guys, you know, talking about me and my family and my brothers, you know. So, like, um, he was dead serious about that. He loved my dad, and it was it meant a lot because he gave my dad, you know, friendship, brotherhood, you know, purpose, you know, like it was a real friend. Um, and my dad looked up to him as well. Um, in there, all. Own ways and their own rights on the court. Michael was an awesome and all star. My dad, as a Chicago police officer, was an all star, as were the rest of the guys on his team. So that, you know, they, that game, so to speak, recognized and respected the game. Um, but uh, yeah, last year I actually just text. Like, I didn't even bother texting him this whole week. Like, I, I don't, I don't want to over. You know, I don't want to overstep anything, but just text messages saying, you know, um, thank you, and or even making jokes. I think the last text I sent was like, "You created a monster," when my dad went all viral. He sent me <laughs> the the crying laughing emoji. I was like, "Man, look what you did!" Look you know?
1: what you did! Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, who was able to bring your dad into into the atmosphere of working for the Bulls? How did that come about?
3: Yeah. So it was really. Um, my dad was a Chicago police officer, and some of the guys, they always work part time jobs. And you're a Chicago police officer, you always do something else when you're like on furlough or you like firefighters do yeah. too, right? Yeah. So a lot of times it's security jobs. So my dad was working, actually, he was working at Chicago White Sox baseball security uh, for a long time. And then he decided to go over to the Bulls via um, Clarence Travis and Gus Lett. And all those guys were just, you know, it's like imagine you're, you and your buddies that are doing a job, and you all are like, hey, let's. So, work over here and at the same time michael was in his first like rookie year first second year so it just happened and michael described it in the scenes yesterday they just over time you know they escorted him in they talked to him and they just got to know him and over time the relationship just blossomed blossomed differently with each of the security guards i often say my dad was like a brother michael calls him a brother and a little brother like they're always trying to like my dad was one of the youngest in that group so he was always you know, prodding Michael and messing with him and trying to, like, you know, uh, go against him and something. So that clip of him in the quarters was really a good capture. It captured a constant theme, um, whereas Gus was truly like a father figure, you know? Right. Um, so that was cool. Um, that was cool. See, one story that came out of it, uh, I you know, I, I linked up um, my Uncle CT's son, Deron Travis, with... Um, the media person I'd been talking to, and one story I forgot about that I got reminded of was he was in a shooting contest. Like, so Duran, the son of Clarence, uh-huh. was in a contest, like, for shooting. Like, you know, they do like after the first or second quarter halftime show type thing. And Michael somehow got a hold of the security guards and said, I bet you all combined that, uh, Duran loses. <laughs> and uh, you know Uh-oh. so he was, yeah so just joking you know and actually Jeron made the shots and won so you know they all had to collect it was nothing major but it was more like if michael got win that my uncle ct's son was uh in the in the contest and he said i bet you he loses you know wow. so michael always <laughs> just i mean that's like during the first quarter like after the first quarter you know what i mean like yeah. he had time yeah, like,
1: yeah pulling the rib, you know, it's called it's called rib, you know, you pull yeah. a little rib to see, you know, a little well, like, salt on the it. game, you know, yeah. like, during the game, so it's just funny that they have
3: these little stories, you
1: know. <laughs> uh, Alright, so I don't want to take up too much of your time and we'll talk yeah, soon again, yeah. but uh, uh, just how would you want your dad to remember? I, we've seen the joking side, uh, we know he's a, a police officer who's served for the city of Chicago and did very well for that. And then, uh, you know, was one of Michael's good friends. But uh, your perspective, what do you want the people to know and uh, how do you want your dad to be remembered?
3: Yeah, um, I keep seeing stories about him from other people I didn't know about. Um, And the one word that comes to mind is just a giver. You know, like he gave of himself to the city as a police officer. And as some people quoted as the real police, you know, not just looking for a job, mm-hmm. but he wanted to be engaged as a police officer, even if that meant his life. So that, you know, that, um, taking the most dangerous jobs that sticks out. Um, so a giver, you know, someone who sacrifices and gives, you know, uh, strong, strong values, you know, um, and yeah, just generally a giver and a, and a, and a friend. Uh, a good father, uh, I told someone this, that he could be so hard on us because he would watch Michael and Tim Grover go through training, and I never understood. It was almost like, oh, that's why he would say that to us as kids, because he, w- he would watch mm-hmm. the development of Michael becoming a winner, so he tried to bring that, filter that and bring it home to us, and we were just like, are you crazy, you know, but... Um, but he cared, it was because he cared. He wanted the best for us. And the older I got, the more I understood how much he loved us and cared for our, us kids. So he was devoted, um, and just a giver. Wasn't a, fu- didn't want to like, wasn't in a drama. You know, just wanted wanted to just let things. wanted to, was quick to forgive. So it was a good combination of being a, um, a giver and someone that would um, do his job as a police officer. Um, someone you wouldn't want to mess with at the same time, somebody who was truly caring and loving and, and giving.
1: Awesome. Awesome, Nico. Well, thank you for your time. Uh, We'll we'll chat soon. Uh, Again, thank you for doing this again. Uh, And uh, just just listening about stories about your dad are just awesome. Yeah.
3: And all the best to you and yours. Hope everyone is uh, okay.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much. All right. Take care. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Take care.
3: Bye-bye.
1: Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fans Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. It's that time again, brother. Uh-oh. You know what time it is. Oh, boy. It's time for a Stirring the Pod. Oh, man. All right. So it is almost summertime. Uh-huh. What is something that you like to grill that is not meat? Ooh.
2: Yeah. Ooh. This Ooh. Is, are you, wait, hold up. Are you giving me an open-ended question? I sure am. So that guarantees that I'm going to be
1: correct not because really. my really. answer is always Not really. Our friends right. would disagree.
2: Just ask my wife. Um, <laughs> She's not going to agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> oh, man. that That's a that's a good question. Um, I would say, I mean, I, damn, I really don't. Ooh. Maybe, uh, okay, okay. Corn. Damn. Got, ah, yeah, yeah. Damn it. That was my... S- Stupid hey, answer too. That means I was right That's right ladies that and gentlemen That means I was right Of all of the possible answers That I could give I oh, picked my the goodness. one And only correct answer So once again I am No you yeah. Undefeated. That's right. (laughs) I waited for the laughs to be over, and I'm undefeated again. Yeah. I mean, look. uh, There's a lot of different ways you can grill corn. I've seen. I've seen um, with the husk on. I've seen with the Mm -hmm. husk off. I've seen you know covered in tin foil. Right. But I would say like I'm not big on corn on the cob. I think it's kind of a mess. Yeah. I mean, it's cool. It's fine.
1: It's a summer thing, really.
2: Yeah. I mean, just in general, like I I like elotes, but give me give it to me in a cup. I mean, like. but I mean, like, as far as like what what is the best? I, I've seen people do zucchini and carrots and mm-hmm. all this stuff. But, I mean, look, man, my grill is for meat. Like, that's I, I need meat. Arby's, we
0: have the, meats. Relax, we the meat. Relax, <laughs> Arby's. Relax, Arby's. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we got the meat. That's right. That's right. All right,
2: man. Before we go, yeah. What you looking at? What are you watching? That
1: isn't. Sports. Uh, to be honest with you, like all my shows have ended, especially like all the uh, primetime shows. I think they're about to go into hiatus. Uh, my ends had a great season finale, yep. um, but like the thing I just started watching again, and that was because I stayed home all day uh, on Saturday. Was uh, <laughs> <laughs> actually I was fine. I was literally fine. <laughs> I went and played softball. so I was fine. Uh, um, I've been watching Sopranos again. You know it's, I, a, it's just a timeless class classic
2: I will say over the past However many 10, 10 years or whatever Like I've dabbled back and forth Like I've, I'll go in and watch Like a season of Sopranos here and there mm-hmm. um, And just I still haven't finished Boardwalk Because it's one of those It probably what happened last time Is that yeah. I, I watch half of it And then forget it exists And start watching something else um, A couple things that That I've been watching um, We So you know my, my wife's birthday was the day after yours Right Over last weekend and one movie she's a big like true crime and
1: be careful yeah
2: yeah no, I'm, I like, you know like have every, the dog taste your food a, first every time, I, every, time <laughs> I, like, <walk> it, <laughs> every time I walk through every time I walk through and I see that show Snap is on and all of a sudden the cable mysteriously goes out oh yeah what no, happened don't get any mm-hmm. ideas um, but one movie that we watched it, was, it came out a couple years ago and it's called The Clover Hitch Killer um, this That's is right. this is a very it was actually a very good very interesting movie um, you know, it says killer in the name So people get a little squeamish It is not gory um, It's a little It's kind of a, a a thriller type of thing But, you know I, we've, we've talked about this before I have a tendency to favor movies over TV shows mm-hmm. Two hours and I'm out I know how it ends I don't have yeah. to wait ten weeks to be like Oh, did they do it? No, no, they didn't But attend- it's different
1: we, we, we grew up in the shows where, you know Twenty six weeks. Every, oh yeah, yeah. You know,
2: you know. Someone was just. I was just. I want to say I was listening to uh, um, who I think Tina Fey was talking uh, on the uh, the Smartless podcast. I don't know if you ever heard that. Okay, Smartless is fantastic. It's um, uh, who is it? It's Will Arnett, Jason Bateman, and I want to say Sean Hayes. Batman. You know. So I mean, like, and then they just have they surprise each other every week with the guests that they're gonna have. Okay. So they've like, I, and and I'm not. I don't have enough time to listen to every show, right? But they recently had Tina Fey, and one of the things that she talked about was the fact that back in the day we used to have 26
1: episode seasons for shows, yeah. and now we get maybe 12 if we're lucky. Yeah, it's so annoying because you know it was literally like, all right, well, school's in session, uh-huh. shows are starting, yeah, and then they take a little hiatus for for Thanksgiving because yep. you know football's on. <laughs> and then they go for like Two more weeks And then oh hey Christmas break all right. Christmas and special And then you know yep. Right And then you wait Till like the end of January Where all the uh, The holidays are over Yeah And then your season Starts over again right. And then They all, finish it off All the way to May sweeps That right. was the biggest thing right. May sweeps It's right. like Oh you know something bad Is gonna happen But
2: but see the thing is Is that the way that we commu- that way that we consume Zoom, Television yeah. is completely Different now Because even here As we sit in the studio I mean we're streaming You know TV to the To the yeah. screen here We're not watching a channel you know what i mean so it's a little different i mean the the other show that uh, um that i wanted to talk about is is a show called the upshaws and this is mike epps it's kim Fields. oh that's what you're talking about yeah yeah. mike epps kim fields and wanda sykes wanda sykes uh, made the show it is it's really funny it's it's uh we're talking about sitcoms here it's very reminiscent of the old norman lear style Multicam sitcoms Okay. Um, Mike Epps plays a, a Father who owns a mechanic shop And he has a bunch of different kids uh, Throughout different stages of his of his life And his career and his navigation Of having kids by one person And having kids different ages And things like that and Wanda Sykes plays his sister-in-law And Kim Fields is his wife And it's actually pretty funny pretty entertaining I'm not a fan of Mike Epps stand-up I don't think it's very funny it's but Okay. him in a cast With other people to play off of Yes, that's, that's his role.
1: Yeah, yeah. He, he he plays a great sidekick in, in the movies. Yeah, you're yeah, like oh. you're like oh your five minutes they were amazing.
2: All about the Benjamins,
1: right? Like you want stand up for an hour? Uh, not no. so much.
2: My, my look, my favorite is still when he's when he's uh, in All About the Benjamins when he has dude in the bathtub. He's like, you'll never find a hairline like mine. And at the time it was funny. Now oh. it just hurts. Now <laughs> now it just it just hurts right. me to my core. I don't know.
1: All right, y'all, let's get out of here, man.
2: All right, y'all, that is it for today. Thank you so much for listening. A big thank you to our sponsors, 606 Media, True Chicago Sports Fans, ACSI, and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to check out gritclothingco.com and get your official TCSF podcast t-shirt. Search for keyword True Chicago and use our promo code TrueFan 15 for 15% off of your entire order. That's TrueFan 15 Get your shirts now. Now. and don't forget to visit our new friends at acsi.tech and check out their career section to start a new exciting career in the co- communications industry shout out to Mike Logic and Ideal the new episode of the All Net Podcast is available every other Monday shout out to Ronesh and shout out to Panic for the beats we played on today's show check out PanicOnTheBeat.com for all your Momen, merch and gear Check us out on social media. You can find us at True Shy fans on Twitter and on TikTok. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, and reach out to us on our email. We want to hear from you guys. Show recommendations, movies that aren't, aren't about serial killers, all of that good <laughs> stuff. I mean, we'd love to hear it, please. Uh, reach us at TrueChicagoSportsFans at gmail.com. All right, y'all, for Big Z, this is E-Rock. We will see you next week for episode
1: 46. That's going to be a good one. It should be. Yeah, well, it's going to be.
2: Yeah. 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 Until then, be good to each other.
1: For the love of sports. Yeah. E-Rock, we have the meats.
0: (laughs) A few moments later.
1: You have a lot of incest. That's real. Shut your mouth.
0: Lover boy. Nature versus nurture, Lodge. Nature. Always wins. I think he's
3: on steroids.
1: Hasta luego, amigos!
4: That's off! Uh, oh, I shouldn't have those artichokes, but eat poppers.